and it's time for the weekly Q&A that we call Splunk Talk. Episode number 31, recorded February 11th, 2011, or 2011. Where is Jeff Blake? Who knows? Hey, but who really cares? It's Maverick and Wild in the house. It's time for Splunk Talk. Hey, what's up? It's episode 31. Oh my god, I totally mm-hmm. maxed out the meters. That's awesome. I'm excited. I don't know why. How are you, Maverick? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Good. We just had a spirited discussion, and Maverick um, is a wizard at audio production, so he cut up a bunch of interesting things for me that I was having fun with. Anyways, we are at episode number 31, and that's probably the, t- is, that's probably the temperature out in Dallas right now, right? It's actually, yeah, minus that, actually, minus. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Goodness. It's Kelvin 31. That's good. Yeah. Actually, that's up in Canada, I think, somewhere or something. It's like minus that number, but Canada, that's awesome. Canada's awesome. <laughs> Actually, I'm thinking about taking my son to Whistler for a snowboarding trip, him and I, which would be cool because Whistler's got some good kids snowboarding schools. So, you know, just yeah. a boys trip. Figure I might as well get my son started on the boys trips at four. So I was just, yeah, I was just talking with a customer just right now, like maybe an hour ago and they're, uh, they wanted to hurry up with the finish up the, uh, the call so they could get out to Whistler this weekend. So it's a popular place. It's uh, fabulous. Never been there, but I heard it's great. And Jeff Blake, where are you at? Wow. I don't, I don't hear him. Don't hear him. All I hear is uh, computer-generated cricket noises. Okay. Uh, Jeff is delayed today. So Maverick and I are going to get rolling with him. Uh, I'm sure it'll be just a spirited episode without that sort of, uh, you know, laugh. <laughs> yeah, like that. All right. All right. All right. So, Maverick. Yes. You got a question for me. I don't know. Do I? You do. All right. Let me see. Um, yeah, I think I do have one. Um, perhaps. Perhaps. Okay. That question. Um, I just love Checkpoint's logging interface, but my dang company made me switch to Cisco ASA. Actually, actually it says something else with a an extra S in there, ASA. How can I do firewall analysis like Checkpoint does, but for my Cisco data? Uh, great question. Um, first, first, because uh, Cisco really doesn't have like a great firewall reporting product. Like Checkpoint, you can get by, obviously, with their logging product. I think it costs money, but hey, it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, right. Cisco, on the other hand, is going to spit out logs, the ASAs. So first, send them to Splunk. You can do that on Syslog, UDP, or TCP 514, or another port of your choice. Next, go to Splunk Base, or within the product at Launcher, there's a Browse More app section. And if you pop in there, let's say if you just have Cisco firewalls and nothing else, go download the Splunk for Cisco Security app. It's free. Okay, for Splunk. 
Mm-hmm. Download the Splunk for, uh, it's called Cisco Firewalls. It's like an add-on. has a bunch of field extractions and event types for firewalls. And I think it uh, has a little bit of the user interface in. And then if you want to see GeoIP mapping done on your, let's say, source IPs, also download the Splunk for AmMap flash maps. And you put all those three things together and... You get this badass uh, visualization engine for Cisco firewalls. Now, if you are a hardcore checkpoint user and you could care less about all of the visualizations and all the reporting, which is a lot of what people like about Splunk, on the Cisco firewalls uh, part of the Splunk for Cisco security app, there's a firewall overview. You click on that and there's some graphs, but at the bottom there is a columnar uh kind of event view. list. Yeah. Like a view, yeah. Yeah, like a table view. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um so you can use that to click and drill in. It'll show you recent events, but also at any part of the Splunk user interface where you have a search screen, you know, like where you've got the type box you can type in and then you've got the histogram and you've got the raw events. Right. Um just above the raw event view. There's a couple little buttons there. One's called the events viewer and one's called the results table. So click on the results table. It'll change the raw view into kind of a tabular view. You're probably going to want to, it will have three fields there by default. Well, it'll have time, host, source, and source type. So you're probably going to want to select a couple of additional fields. They'll appear in there. And then you can sort by time or Click on the top column, and even if you wanted to drill into a particular part, you just click on uh, any of the fields in the table. So pretty simple for those who are moving from checkpoints uh, over to Cisco and how you can sort of do the similar functionality um, without all the awesomeness of Splunk uh, right in Splunk to make it act like checkpoints. So. Yeah, and the only thing I'll add about that little the little boxes, the event viewer and all that down there right above uh, where the results come in, um, you, I think you do have to have the field selected that you want to see in your column. If if you're if you're piping to like a fields command or something where it's going to limit it down to the only the fields you want, you need to make sure those are selected so then they'll show up when you're in that view. And if you save it off to a dashboard and put it on a dashboard, then it, the dashboard is intelligent enough to know how to render those fields uh, automatically uh, in that dashboard view. Correctamundo. Excellent answer, Maverick and me. I got a question for you right back at you. All right. It is, I have Splunk monitoring a directory of files. Some of the files, after they first appear within the directory, are never updated again, while other files are updated constantly. Is Splunk intelligent enough to figure this out and only monitor the actively updated files versus the stale files that never get updated ever again? This is a good question, and I actually want to know the answer to this. So hopefully I'll find it out on this episode of Splunk Talk. Woohoo! I finally got one. Uh, we got one that you don't know. No, actually, um, yeah. So the the way this works is, at least in the current version, uh, is it will it will um, Splunk will if you're pointing it to a whole directory like a parent directory, Splunk's going to go down recursively and find all of these uh, files that are in there and and start monitoring them in real time from from, from now till forever. So there, currently, there is no way for it to know the difference between a stale and a and an actively uh, you know an active 
a file in the sense of knowing that it should give it priority. It's going to look at all of them equally because it's, you know, Splunk's never going to know when something might get updated again. Um, so it, 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 it sides on, it errs on the side of let's just keep an eye on everything. Um, but it is the way that it's architected, it's pretty fast and pretty easy. And you don't, unless you're talking billions and billions of files or something, or you're, or you haven't, you know, gotten to, which at that point you would scale out anyway across multiple indexers anyway, um, you're probably not going to see any kind of problem with that, uh, with that type of setup. Now, I do know, I am aware that in a, in a, here in a new release here pretty soon, which by the time you guys hear this, you may already be there, there's going to be a new parameter in the inputs.conf that will allow you to say, ignore files that haven't been updated for, you know, a week. And oh, really? Put, yeah, and you put minus uh, or equal 7D or 7M or 7S for days, minutes, or seconds. So that way, if you kind of know that... That's- Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be coming. And uh, and I actually, there's a couple of people I need to call and tell them about too, um, which reminds me, I need to tell them because they were asking me about this a few months back, one of, one of the customers I was working with, they because they had a, they were, it was a storage company and they had exactly that situation. So I just thought that was kind of, so, so look for that. And, uh, and I think it's called um, ignore older than. And then you say equal 7D. So that way it'll just tell, it'll just make Splunk uh, smarter. Like, it's pretty cool. That's pretty cool because like right now, and if you were on earlier versions, you know, we generally say if if file's not going to be changed, don't use the monitor for it. Okay. Right, just right. eat it once or use the sink hole or use one shot because... If you, if you have Splunk check on a directory of things that never change, it's sort of like asking it to do stuff that it doesn't really need to be doing. For performance purposes, it's better just to not check a file. It's never going to change. But that's pretty awesome that they're adding that in um, to Splunk 4.2. Yeah, our buddy Mr. Amrit, I think, is the one that was working on that. Uh, Amrit is awesome. Amrit's uh, been here, I think, forever. Before It, seem, it seems like that, yeah. And check this out, Maverick. I uh, have, I am, uh, I work for Splunk. You may not know that, but I do. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm testing out version 4.2. And uh, I went into the inputs.conf.spec file. Okay. Splunk actually keeps the documentation for its own config files on the Splunk server. A lot of people don't know that. So if you go to Splunk slash Etsy slash System slash readme in all caps. Um, under inputs.conf.spec, there is a setting that says ignore older than. It's kind of in camel case. Uh, time window, which is cool because... Um, now, you know what I wonder? I wonder if you say ignore older than, let's say, seven days, and then you tell it to eat old archives will it continue to eat them no it it won't anything older than that it won't okay so that's nuts you probably be able to use that to to make sure you don't get days more than a year or something because you may not know what's in the archive right but you know you only want a year ago or something maybe actually i guess you I yeah know. you could do it i'll have to check i'll have but to ask try that out. i'll have to ask amrit about that but uh we're looking forward to 4.2 it's pretty got some cool stuff like real time uh alerting in it and some boring stuff like awesome license management but we're uh, we're kind of stoked about it um you know what i forgot to do is this um uh the thing i forgot to do was not press record so don't worry about that <laughs> okay Okay. All right. We got some stuff coming up. Uh, is it next week? It's next week. 
The world shows security love on February 14th at the RSA conference. So, yeah, I don't think we're going to be having a kiss a splunker uh, thing at our booth, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) you could probably go by and get a T-shirt if you want. If you're in, Uh, you can get a free exhibit hall pass. Uh, Just go to splunk.com slash page slash events if you happen to have be listening to this prior to the 14th to the 17th. Uh, it's on our events page, and you can get a free pass, which is kind of cool. We, that, we won't stop you from kissing each other if you want, I guess. But no, no, we're very accepting. We're, we're open to just that. Just look yeah. at our events about us page, and you can see we're kind of a bunch our of... Pol- our whole policy and philosophy on that, yeah. We're a bunch of weirdos. Um, second, uh, government's getting all medieval now. AFCEA, Homeland Security Conference... February 22nd through the 24th, which will also be the next new hire sales engineering bootcamp, which means yeah. I will be in Plano. And that's exciting for uh, Splunk Maverick and I are sales engineering dudes. And we have some new guys that have started in the past six months. So we're going to have Is them down to Plano. Are? Yeah. I, I, mean, was, I was wondering. I wasn't sure. That's just the title. What? I, you know, I. It's it's a title, but it's not your role. Your role is could be many things, but that's the title. My role is uh, a dinner role. That's what I do. That's my role. Actually, I'm more of a croissant type person. I, I'm honestly. more of a Rick role. Uh, cue, the Rick, cue the Rick Astley. Um, Splunk Day at Scale. Okay, this has been getting a little bit of buzz for the folks in Southern California. There is the fabulous and fantastic Southern California Linux Expo. I mean, that's kind of a pretty cool... Um, phrase for an acronym scale it's in la at the hilton lax in the bel air room but they're having splunk day which is splunk training so if you're attending i believe it's if you uh, it's free if you are a scale attendee but if you're just rolling up in your 5.0 with the rag top down so your hair can blow you can drive by there and uh, pay 29 bucks and get some cool splunk training so that's pretty that's cool cheap. and uh, you can meet V. Lee, V-I-L-Y. She's an awesome uh, client architect and, and writes funny blog posts uh, as well. Uh, March 2nd and 3rd uh, in SoCal again. Uh, Edmonds and Qualcomm are doing it up. Splunk style, Splunk user groups on Wednesday, March 2nd and qual- at Qualcomm. Not the stadium, but the headquarters. Ah, uh, okay. It's That's good to know. E- although, you know, we could rock the Qualcomm stadium. Let's do this. Um and then, uh, you know, the following day at Edmonds up in L.A. And some stuff coming up in March, information management. Oh, you know what? I'm just kind of excited. Microsoft Management Summit is coming up on March 21st to 25th. And we mentioned stuff in the future because you never know when people listen. And that's going to be at Mandalay Bay in Vegas. I should have boondoggled to go there because I did this cool video on SCOM, which I think is going to be there. So I don't know. I also didn't feel like going. Speak. Yeah, I heard about the Edmonds. Uh, I forget if it was a press release or if it's something we saw, but Edmonds is like using Splunk to like, uh, to. I thought this was a cool use case. They were figuring out like which cars people look at to know how to do the banner ads more in line like with what, like based on your cookie and stuff to be able to figure out which ones they should present more and stuff to you, like in the banner in the side and stuff or something like that. It was just some interesting things. Are like for more from a marketing perspective than, a, than like an IT troubleshooting perspective, right? Yeah, and I think I also heard it was them. Was it them too? It might have been them that 
uses Splunk. I should look this up, but um, I believe it was Edmonds. It uses Splunk uh, for with their web data because if you just look at logs, it's hard to tell whether it's an attack or yeah. it's a video yeah. or a page gone viral. So they're able to kind of figure that out with Splunk. Yeah, that's so, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then see if it's actually a viral thing. And, 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 and a virus and or a viral. You never or a know. Vir- viral yeah. page. Yeah, yeah, why not? Exactly. Hey. Uh oh. Oh, oh what? <laughs> All right. Did anybody learn anything this week? Uh, of course. What did you learn? You got anything? You really want to know what I learned? Okay, I'll tell you what I learned. I learned that about, I have no musical talent. Oh. Yeah. Well, besides that, besides that, that's okay. You, you, you have. You could rap. You could probably rap. Um, and in probably play. I could uh, play piano and sax. What's up with that? Well, yeah, but I'm, but not very good. So it's got to be, it's got to be, got to be comp- accomplished, huh? Why the hate? <laughs> That's not hate. I'm just stop drinking haterade, Maverick. I'm pointing out the facts. No, <laughs> no, I have no idea. He pours a bucket know, of haterade all over me. I had, <laughs> I had no idea you could play anything. So That's cool. <laughs> yeah. See? see, see what you guys don't know is I'm looking at Wild miming that that whole thing uh, as if he was saying that, and and it's not appropriate to show uh, if we even if we could. Anyway, um, so what did I learn? I learned uh, about some cool use cases about Splunk for lights. Believe it or not, what like menthol, Splunk. like like Newport lights, or <laughs> yes, sir. Right. No, no Splunk for like light bulbs. Like um, no, uh, it's weird. It's like these use cases. All of a sudden, I just saw this come. You know, because I'm an I'm an analytical kind of guy, so I instantly see the pattern. So after I was hearing these different stories, I kept saying lights were all in common. So one was actually Splunk for stoplights in streets, like up in Oregon or Washington or something, where. They splunk the data coming from the the lights so they can actually see the timing of the lights because they send these guys and these crew in the truck, you know, out to each of the lights to test these things to make sure they're timed right so that it goes red or green, like to make sure the flow of traffic is correct, right? But you ever been to those stoplights where it just stays red like too long and stuff? And there's like nobody around. There's no cars around or anything. And you're like, really? Turn, turn green already? Yeah. So they're splunking. So instead of sending guys out to, eat, you know, manually, they use the data from all the lights. And they're able to then do the same thing we would do to find a troubleshooting or whatever. <laughs> they troubleshoot the traffic lights. Then they figure out which ones are not, the timing is wrong or whatever. And I thought that was kind of a cool. So they send only a guy for that day and they're much more efficient, much more cost effective. And then the other one I, I heard, which was really cool, was the, um, uh, was again with lights, is there's a university, I won't say who it is, but a university that uses Splunk to Splunk the syslog data that comes from, um, the pro- I guess, the projection units in the classrooms. They have classrooms that have projection units that project, um, you know, the slides or PowerPoint or whatever, or the internet or whatever they're doing in the, in the different like auditorium kind of classrooms that they have. And, uh, and when the light starts to get really hot right before it burns out, it gets extremely hot before it goes out. What does it have an it, SNMP uh, agent yeah. on it or something? Yeah, yeah, something like, yeah, I don't oh, know. That's kind of cool. Something like that, and but but it, but or or actually, it's 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 always sending the temperature every so often. It's sending the temperature out, logging it. So when the temperature starts to rise suddenly, it usually within a few minutes or an hour or whatever, it goes out. And then if they if it goes out and they can't have class, they have to cancel the class. So they end up you know 
having a lot of trouble around and getting, you know, uh, making people feel like, I guess, you know, they're not getting their education or, or whatever. It just causes a big, 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 big mess for them. So, so they're actually splunking the data and they look for the sudden spikes uh, in the temperature so they can then go and replace the bulb before it goes out and keep the classes going. So I just thought that was kind of a cool, I learned that. I thought that was kind of a cool use, couple of use cases around splunk for lights and, um, wanted to kind of make sure we captured it on one of these uh, podcasts here uh, this time or next week. But I wonder, if they, I wonder if they maybe have written like a search command where they can pipe it to green light and just turn all the green lights on, <laughs> that would be you know, cool. or like use. Yeah. Uh, so maybe they use like Siegfried's Google Maps thing, to like <laughs> GUIP it <laughs> and then pipe it to know. green light. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it goes back the other way. I want around. that app. I want that app. I honestly do. Um, yeah. What did you learn? What did, uh, well, because I know everything about Splunk, I didn't learn anything from Splunk. <laughs> okay. uh, no, I actually did learn a couple things, but I forgot them already. So, did I really learn them? Maybe not. Um, what I did learn is that Maverick and I, um, we have a new baby. Me and Todd and Maverick have a new baby being delivered next Monday. <laughs> <laughs> He's 20-something. No, <laughs> We have a new member that's being added to our team. Not the Splunk Talk team yet, though. You know, yeah, we're, yeah. we're kind of uh, maybe, careful maybe. about who we let in this uh, in the morning zoo. But Jesse Miller is a new guy that's coming to, to work on our team, the Inside Sales Group. He's going to be a sales engineering dude that's in San Francisco. So if you're in San Francisco, go up there and... Ask him to buy you a drink. Okay. I'm sure he'd uh he'd uh he'd love that. But Jesse's he'd a real cool guy. Uh comes from Sendmail in the past. He's a VMware expert, former sysadmin. Guy's a concert pianist, which is kind of cool. And uh as he was um it's interesting, you figure if you're a concert pianist for like twenty years, you probably have your own piano, right? Like not this thing I have in here. And I'm talking about my piano. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're right? saying. I'm talking about my little keyboards that I've hooked up to GarageBand. <laughs> but he's got this grand piano, right? So he moved back from Paris recently. you got a grand piano. you probably got moving dudes, right? Yeah. So he actually does. And it's kind of funny. I asked him a couple weeks ago when I, when I first met him or a month ago. I said, Dude, so how do you move that around? He's like outside of buildings and cranes like on tv and movies where everything goes wrong he's like yeah actually that happens a lot and uh he sent me some pictures of the guys uh moving the piano in but it's all set up and uh we're waiting his first ode to maverick perhaps cool yeah yeah so yeah, we'll, we're definitely going to, uh, I think I put out suggestions for what songs we should cover. And uh, I like the idea of the ska band where I just dance around on stage, you know? Yeah, like that dude, yeah, that dances around. Yeah, that, that'll be me. That'll be me. So, All righty. That'd be maybe not so fun, but maybe it'll be fun. I don't know. So we're back, as I said, you know, earlier this week. Sorry about the delay. Uh, just I just had some family issues. We should, maybe, maybe we'll have, uh, oh, are you there, Jeff? <laughs> nope, just Jeff fakes laugh. Um, maybe next week we'll all be together again, and uh, we'll rock on another episode of Splunk Talk. Um, thanks for listening. Email splunktalk at splunk.com. Uh, if you got questions, if you got feedback, even on Jeff's uh, earphone situation, 
on episode number 29 or something that it was, uh, which Lisa did email us on, and hopefully Jeff uh, is able to take your advice. So anyways, have a great week. And uh, as always, happy splunking. You better watch out now.